Welcome to season four, episode two of the Colour Tour podcast. And I've come to the east coast of the UK to beautiful Brighton. You may have heard of the famous Brighton Stony Beach. We're standing in front of the Grand Hotel. I was last here in 1990 for IBC, and it used to be in Brighton. One of the many locations they had was the Grand. Uh, Colourist I'm here to meet. His career has gone in lots of directions. He's out there doing lots of different things. He's covering lots of bases. We're going to hear all about it when I go and chat to Mr. Darren Moston. Have beautiful fish and chips on the pier. I'm now literally five minutes from the main pier. So we're in the pretty centre of Brighton. Plenty going on. Buskers and bands doing things. It's pretty central. And now really pretty close to Darren's place. He's just pinged me. He's just finished his session waiting for some client approvals. So hopefully we'll be in soon. Have a chat. See how's getting on. You know how long client approvals take. Ready to have some fun? If you look inside, you can see every possible color. How are you, buddy? Very good. Yeah. Excellent. We are in the online creative HQ. How long have you been here? I have been here. I can't believe it. I actually worked it out the other day. I've actually been here 13 years. Wow. So the company's actually started to set it up in 1999. So Online Creative is the company, yeah. which originally was just me freelancing. But um, yeah, I moved in here pretty much when we had uh, my, oh no, it's after my, after my kids. But um, basically grew out of the house and it was time to get some proper premises. I used to work in our loft and so I've been here 13 years. Obviously, people know of you through your colouring and through your YouTube channel. But what I wasn't so aware of myself, you actually produce uh, programmes and content as well, don't you? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, not, not broadcast, but uh, we've done some commercials actually. But it's uh, more sort of high-end corporate production. So we've got, um, I've now got one very big client who um, I've, I've kind of had to let some of my other clients go because this client is, is big and they're moving very fast and they need a lot of content doing, so there's a lot of branded content, a lot of social media content, but it's all, it's, it's all done with a view to, yeah, we keep it, we treat it like broadcast, it's not, you know, yeah. it, we're not going out with sort of comedy crews, um, but we do animation as well. Uh, so I've got a team of freelancers who I basically pull yeah. in and out as we need. So I've got three suites here yeah. and one of them is basically a good room for yeah, freelancers in and out of. So, uh, yeah, I've got good camera guys. I mean, Brighton is fantastic for that um, in terms of crew. There's more, I think there's more After Effects artists here than there are taxi drivers, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a real good creative hub. Um, so, yeah, so we, so we have a production division and my main work is obviously the colour grading. Uh, I don't do so much editing anymore. I look after this, I look after one of my corporate clients with a bit of editing, just just because I want to really it's quite yeah. sensitive material sometimes yeah I'm under NDA for a lot of it so I kind of have to look after that and and how much of this time would this take on like have you taken one of these bigger jobs is that a month chunk where basically that's all you're doing or? I basically try and keep my diary flexible so with this sort of client we had we had to do a lot of traveling we had to do a lot of filming we've been to Berlin Milan Barcelona some great some great cities you know and all that needs pulling together so they they're good that I can be on a kind of flexible plan, but saying that, they still want it tomorrow. 
yeah. We know that, don't we? Yeah, we do. We but do. Yeah, yeah, you're a bit like me. I don't, I don't think I could juggle one ball anymore. I like doing different things. Yeah, we've always done a bit of a bit of production. Uh, I used to do a fair bit of stuff for like Sony and a, a lot of the sort of our industry tech people because I've got to know them over the years. Yes. So it's kind of easy. This one is this one's actually an insurance company. It's nothing to do with with broadcast at all. But they're a very different insurance company and you know very creative going places. Okay, so let's talk about your room first. So you're yeah. in your room. You haven't got like a load of client service people running around and no. flash reception or you know twenty eight flame rooms or anything like that. No. We're in that you like your main grading room, the sort of fair size room for a grading room. Then the two rooms we looked at downstairs. Yeah. So you you don't have any staff. It's just you. It's just me. Uh, I have had staff in the past. Yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah. You know, neither of them. I mean, I had two two staff and. Great, but yeah, you know, times have changed. We've sort of moved on. Um, I, I, I very much like working with my freelancers. You know, I pull in a certain person for a certain job. Uh, I don't have to worry about them too much. There's a good pool of freelancers in Brighton, and even in the surrounding areas, and even London if I need it. Um, yeah. You know, the colourists I tend to have to sort of pull down from London really. Um, so we've got yes, yeah, so we've got three suites, so I've got enough capacity. Uh, to take on more than just one job at a time. We don't have just one room running at a time. So we've had, we've had two grades running at a time before. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like it. I like, <laughs> I like working with, I get on with me really well, put it that way. So um, there's a clue, there's a, there's a large panel on the desk with three sections to it with uh, glowing, glowing lights off it, which is, I think that you could be attached to a Da Vinci. It, Am I correct? You would be correct. This, this room is pretty Da Vinci centric, yeah. Um, so that's that, that's the advanced panel we're talking about. So we've got, yeah. Um, yeah I've, this this room's twenty five square meters, so I think it's a nice, healthy size mm. room. It's, you know, I don't feel I don't feel enclosed in here. I've got a lot of kit in here, which is taking up a fair bit of it, as you can see. Um, I try and keep it minimal. One of the rooms downstairs has become a bit of a dump room, um, so I can keep this nice and. Clean and you don't, don't have to admit friendly. to that on this a podcast, mate. We're not going down there with cameras. You didn't have to say that. Um, Mac or PC? Both, actually. Okay. Yeah. So we're running the main. My, yeah, my main sort of hero suite is running off the Mac Pro 2019. Yeah. Um, so that's which Touchwood works an absolute treat, and I bought that during lockdown. Just thought I'd start spending money because <laughs> there was none coming in. <laughs> Get rid of it as quick as I can. And the scopes I've got are running on a PC. So that's, a so that's the Omniscope? Yeah, so it's that, the no They're really cool on that monitor, aren't they? That's like an ultra-wide, isn't it? It is an ultra-wide. I get a little bit ribbed in the industry for having such a large screen for my scopes, but I really like it. it yeah, it works for me. It's my suite. <laughs> well, it's exactly right. Yes. And um, that, yeah, that's a HP Z, so it's it's one of our average machines. But I yeah. just bought it up here, and I love Omniscope. Yeah. Um, that, uh, the, yeah. The, the Resolve scopes work a treat, but I just love the flexibility of those, and it, you know, it really does. It, it, it's really improved my grading, I think, since I got those installed. Yeah. Did you get anyone saying, can you make it like the false colour there on your phone? Uh, not yet, but they, oh, would, yeah, they, they wouldn't be in here for very long if they did. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move across. So that's on the left-hand side. Now I'll put some photos in the in the notes, in the show notes as well. In the middle there, we've got a Flanders. The yeah, my trusty DM two fifty OLED. Oh mate, if I had a if I had a pound, I'm saying pound because I'm in the UK. For every one of those sold, 
we'd be doing all right, wouldn't we? That's like yeah. the workhorse is the industry. I think it? it's worth more than I paid for it now. Is that right? Yeah, they actually because they yeah, don't make got, they don't make that one no, anymore. No, no, I still got uh, mine. I believe I That's absolutely great. love that monitor. It's yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still getting paid for color work, so it's obviously doing something right. Exactly. No. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love one a little bit bigger now. Well, I think I think that's sort of the problem people are coming up against when they're looking for an SDR monitor, isn't it? That though they've still got these or the two forty, and the newer ones still maybe a tad small for the for the spaces that. I mean, it's I think height wise, as you can see, because I've also got my client monitor above us, just because of the layout of the room, and so I couldn't have anything much higher than that. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be just because of bringing the panels forward a bit, setting the monitor back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it works. But actually, 25 inch from where where I actually sit, this is an AKA design desk. It's yeah. actually an audio console desk. It's not actually an edit desk. Just because I like a big desk. Yeah. I, I I just like. I just want a big desk. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's a big, sturdy desk. We've got AKA downstairs as well. I, I swear by them. Yeah, it's uh, it's old school. I'll put some photos in anyway. It's, get... it's little things like you know, the yeah. rounded edges on it, you know. Yeah. It's you know, you work in here all day and you you slice your arm off by the end of the day. So you got your Panasonic up there for your yeah. client how often do you get clients in the room? A fair bit. And do you find that's distracting sitting there in your eye line when that's online? No. You don't tend to look at that and look at that and go uh, I I do sometimes. I have yeah. to stop myself doing it, but I'm I'm kind of in a zone when I'm going on here and once the client's kind of happy uh, yeah. you know I can switch that off if I want they, yeah a lot of the time they've kind of, they'll come to get the look set and the next thing you know they're on the computer they're not actually well that's the, the that's yeah that's the thing is always the argument is should the monitor be on the side should you have eye line to the clients and all those sort of things but as I say how often are they actually are you actually looking at them that they're sitting up they're really keen to sit up the front anyway looking at it, aren't they? Yeah, in fact, if, often they'll sit where you are yeah, and, and they, I can switch that off. That's exactly right. And if they're not, they're at the back glancing up and you turn around and talk to them more. Yeah. I'd say, look, you know, put that down for a second. Let's just have a look at this scene, get their attention, then then go back to what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, and then for review, I'll switch the flanders off. Yeah. So, we just, so we've then only got the one, so there's no distraction. Yeah, and you happy how you, how you got them so close? What about calibration? Yeah, that one's a little bit out at the minute. So yeah. my faithful guy who did my calibration, now doesn't do calibration. Okay, right. Um, yeah. So I need to get I need to get that addressed, actually. Um, but the, the Flanders is rock solid. Brilliant. And then you've got your Resolve Goose sitting there on the right. Yeah, so that's a 27-inch, I think. Or is it bigger than that? I think it's a 27-inch. It's yeah. an Apple display. I, I don't like it, actually, the Apple display. I kind of fell down that trap of it must look gorgeous. It's only for the GUI. Yeah. I don't do any of this. And in fact, if you look, it actually matches pretty well. Actually. Yeah, it's but pretty good. I, hate, I just hate how glossy it is. Your panels, how long have you had these? You've been, you've been uh, a pretty uh, early adopter of... Donkey's years, yeah. I've had those, I reckon, 10 years. Yeah. Um, I actually fell into panels. I was demoing for Blackmagic at IBC, so I, yeah. do, I do that pretty much every year when it's running. And uh, I think there was one year in particular, I, just, I, was re I was used to be on a tangent element. No, I was on a tangent wave, in fact, before that. And obviously the micro and the mini didn't exist, those panels. Yeah. Got playing with this at IBC, and I just thought, I've just got to have one. And I'm I'm pretty bad like that. If I want something, I'll just buy it. I don't actually do any budget planning. Yeah. Like buying a Mac Pro 2019, it was fifteen thousand um, pounds during lockdown when my work had stopped. It's pretty crazy, but 
Oh, it just makes your life easier, doesn't it? I just it? do it, yeah. If I need, if, if I need something, I buy it. <laughs> you can yeah. see how much kit I've got. Here, yeah, I? no, I'm, you know, I'm with you to a certain extent. It's, um, it's my, it's my job. It's yeah, my, it's my tools, you know. Yeah, I, I need I, this stuff. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You got the new keycaps as well, haven't you? Yeah. No, I got, I got involved in very early development of. Oh, okay. I blame you then. So you can blame, blame you, <laughs> blame Darren if you didn't like what's going on with the new keycaps, folks. I love them. Send him an email. They're a lot better than the old ones, put it that way. <laughs> oh, totally, you know. I mean, how you would configure that to be the perfect configuration for every colorist in the world would be a no. tall ask, I think. With, without any, you know, program programmable ones. Yes. I mean, a bit more programmable would be good. I yes. Mean, they've started it, haven't they? Yes. So you can do the top left and the top right. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that extended a little bit. Because I, I don't would. see why you can't configure these soft yeah. buttons at the top yeah i'm sure or have you know maybe there's just a few of them a bit more customizable um, yes yeah i'm glad they got there because uh, mr chamberlain was talking about it for a long time yeah and uh you know at one stage i thought it wasn't going to happen but there's a lot of these out there and uh it's really given them a new lease of life isn't yeah. it we're, oh yeah absolutely we're every show i say there's going to be a new panel it's going to be this show. It's going to be a smaller new panel. It's going to cost 10 grand. You watch. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. No. It's going to be the next one. Well, I said when I bought this, I was like, if you bring out one next week, I am going to be so annoyed. Um, but it took them, I think it was another five years till they brought out the Mini and Micro. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, mate. They've got the user base now. They've got all yeah. the people looking for something a bit less money than this. They've yeah. probably got a bit more coin than the... The mini money? I think to be honest, I mean, I certainly don't regret buying this. I mean, it's no. Uh, yeah, when clients walk in, they're just like, Whoa. exactly. Yeah, there is that, but I think was it, if I was setting up a shop today, I would buy the mini panel. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm probably with you as well. Yeah, it's very good for the money, isn't yeah. it? I mean, so, I, yeah, <coughs> I wouldn't say it's better than well, it's not better than the advanced panel, but I would be saving twenty thousand pounds. I'd be, I could do quite a lot with that. Yeah, buy another, <laughs> buy another Mac Pro. It'll, it'll take a couple of months off work. <laughs> What type of, let's talk about your colouring work, is it across the board take on anything or you tend to get a certain type of job? Is it coming out of London or Manchester or is it a local Brighton work? Sure. Uh, I used to do a lot of documentary work. That was pretty much my bread and butter. So mm. you know, BBC, Channel 4, Channel 5, um, ITV documentaries, broadcast regular docs. And then started getting, I got a few music videos, which was great. I did some work with, with Shane Meadows. I did Liam Gallagher's promo, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that sort of music anyway. So that was great. And last year I picked up Amazon Music as a client, which is fantastic. So I've done loads of stuff for them now. All really nice stuff. So this one you look at in the minute, this is uh, Rag and Bone Man at Air Studios. Done a whole series at Just Abbey play Road. That. Just play that. Let's have a little look at that. So this just came, you're purely colouring, nothing to do with the, with the production or the edit of this, just purely colour? Just colour, yeah. Right, they cut everything, they you cut just colour them. Yeah, so the edit comes to me. I did a documentary for them um, on the band Biffy Clyro. Yeah. And that was actually edited here in um, our dry hire suite. So they were here for months cutting that and then I graded it up here. Really nice guys to work for, really high quality production. All shot Ari and yeah. They look great, and it, that's my favourite thing to work on. Yeah, I love music. One, one of the reasons I'm a colourist is because I can listen to music all day. I think you know, it's um, you know, I do, I do love having the Radio Six is my go-to. Yeah, just, I just have that playing all day. You know, I, 
that, I love it. So actually, great music videos is great. So we've so that's been really good for me last year, and the fact that they come down to Brighton is, you know, is a treat. They love the suite. Uh, they love Brighton. I have people who come down. They come down to Brighton and start colour grading. They just want to go shopping in Brighton. I mean, it's a it's a fantastic totally place to, hanging to out be. On the, you know, on the pier and fish and chips. Yeah, like I just do. And then obviously we've got our, you know, we do a lot of branded content stuff. So that can be from, uh, we've got, there's a perfume company we do quite a lot of stuff for, and that's through another agency in Brighton. So, they, so they're the agency, they bring their colour grading work here. So, we, so we, we're very specialist in colour grading, I mean, that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm pushing the company as. It's, it's, you know, it's a high-end colour grading, that's, that's what we do. Um, the fact that we have edit suites and stuff is a kind of, you know, it's a, it's a byproduct of that. Um, Documentaries are still coming in, so I've got uh, I've got three or four lined up at the minute. Uh, we've got a a big one for Channel Four coming up in September, and there is talk of a HDR release as well for one of them. So that's kind of so you know I'm keeping on I'm keeping on top of it all. What about HDR? Like, are you seeing much call for that, or is it small? I haven't done any yet. Right. Okay. So this will be my first proper paid HDR job. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, no, it's going to be good fun, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to get more as well. You know, I would like to. I, I, yeah, I think it's going to start really coming, and I think the people who are ready for it, yeah, we we can embrace it coming. Yeah, I can see that the, you know, in the any broadcast uh, studio network, whether it be doco or drama, will probably have that. Um, Built in yeah. to its deliverables. All we obviously got to hope is that there's there's budget available for that, and it doesn't get swallowed into the yeah. grading budget, which includes. Well, HDR. so on that, when you say things like you know, do, do I take on anything? I very much don't. Um, I'm 54 years old now. I've been doing this a long time, and I pretty much stand by my rate. And if people don't want to pay it, there's other places they can go. Um, yeah. I'm not stubborn with it. I'll take on board what the job is and see. But yeah, I've got a rate. I think it's a fair rate. It's not far off what a plumber charges. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've, I've got to look after all this kit. Um, well, you do, yeah, and you got rent and things to pay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has rates have tumbled over the years. People have said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, ask me during lockdown. You know, I did a Doritos commercial. I didn't charge it anything near my full rate for that because, thank God, something came in through the door. Yeah. But uh, it's different times now. With you know, everyone I know is flat out. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's go back to how you got into the whole industry. How did how did that come around that you're even sit, we're even sitting here talking yeah. about this? God blimey! Let me, let me cast, <laughs> cast my net back. It actually goes back to fast, pretty much. Right. Okay. So, I, mean, I studied photography. So that's my that's my background. That was yes. my, that's what I studied, and had a job in a college as a media studies technician. So this is back, yeah, way back tape to tape. Um, did you wear a white coat every day? I did not wear a white coat. I probably wore. I, I was. I think I was going through a, probably a bad glam metal phase then. So. <laughs> Or I was be going through many stages then. That was the early stages of my life trying to trying to find my identity, which I think I've now found. <laughs> I was in bands, that's all I wanted to do. I was just yeah, you know, I played bass guitar, all I wanted to do. Music is you know, my absolute passion. So Brilliant. photography was my, my second favourite thing. Good. Good and picks. so I worked at the college for a bit and obviously I understood video technology and they I went to a a, a demo of theirs, funny enough, for looking at the new nonlinear 
editing systems that were just arriving, which were seen as witchcraft in the time, you know, like playing video out of a computer was like, what the hell? He was really playing out this computer. And they said, I, I said, you know, have you got any, I'd love to come up and see what you're doing or what, and they said, we're actually looking for someone um, to work in our, just in our support department. And I said, I don't know anything about computers. I, you know, I knew nothing at all about computers. And they said, we don't want someone in computers, we want someone who knows about video. So I went, right, great. So I started working for them in London. So I was commuting from Newbury to London every single day. And uh, it kind of went from there, really. So I became, uh, I became the manager of the department and I used to do all the demos. And then I would edit their videos for them, for the company. And started working with the development team on their new products coming out. So I knew, and then I got into Avid, so I knew how to use Avid. So it was basically just, they just wanted me to be like, how would an editor, what tools does an editor want? How do they want these machines to work? So it was, you know, it was, it was really exciting times because yeah, everyone was new on the block. It was really exciting. Uh, you know, a, a one gigabyte hard drive was... What sort of year are we talking about? 1994. Okay, yeah. So we're going back. So, you know, when the first Avid's come out in 92, 91, something like that, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we're, we're on Windows 311 here. Yes. So this is, this is, in fact, up there, I've got yeah. two floppy disks. They're the original Adobe Premiere floppy disks. All oh, right, there you Take go. Take a picture of those, stick them in your I will. I they are from 1995, I believe. Okay. So I've carried them around with me all this time. So, yeah, so I got, got a job with them, and I was with them for about five years, and then I just wanted to go freelance. I was really keen. I was well advanced on um, non-linear editing and I was getting offered a lot of work and I just went I'm, I'm, I'm just going freelance so it set up as online creative but it was basically me just bumming around getting work yeah. wherever I could I didn't have premises or anything and did a lot of work for Sony so I started doing demos for them and played around with lots of their weird hybrid systems that they kept bringing out to try and knock Avid out of the water there was a few of those wasn't there <laughs> they never quite they never quite got it right. <laughs> yeah, they tried hard. I remember that Xpre. You know, I think yes. I've got quite a saying with Sony that I think of their non-linear editing systems. I think I'm the only person who made any money because they paid me to demo it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they just yeah, they make fantastic hardware, but yeah. the software's just not not quite there. I did some stuff with Canopus. Uh, they yeah. flew me out to Japan to talk yeah. to their engineers about the best of Avid, the best of Sony, the best mm. of Fast. Yes. Uh, I need Premiere as well. So I was really soaking up all this knowledge. I mean, I, I love soaking up knowledge. And obviously now I like sharing my knowledge. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't get bored of learning new stuff. And then went to, where did I go after that? Oh, so then I, I, I got asked to do the ATP tennis store. This was my first big break, actually. So just gone freelance. I got asked to do the whole ATP tennis store, which was just switching to Avid Unity. And it was the world's first broadcast, outside broadcast, Avid Unity. So they asked me to come on it because I knew Avid. And I literally flew around the world. It was kind of like two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off. We went to you know, all the nice places, Monte Carlo, Miami, Toronto. You know, you, you see it, the tennis is always yeah. in nice places. Oh, yeah. So that was brilliant. So that was a year doing that. And then that got me into sport. Uh, or you kind of get labeled with sport once you start editing sport, you, you become a sport editor. So then I was doing, so then it went to Wimbledon. So I was doing stuff for ABC and Turner. Then I got on the golf, then I got on the snooker. And then, and then it's, you know, you're just, all you're doing is sport. So I was busy. I was learning how to edit so fast because we're doing these highlight shows. You, you've got to knock these things out. And 
then the quality started getting, um, had it sort of evolved from there. We were getting onto Symphony. So Symphony was starting to offer, you know, the first time you could start colour grading and be able to do it under time constraint. Because obviously, yes. you know, the systems were getting more powerful and so we, we were now expected to put a bit of a grade on it. So this was fun, so I was just messing around with, you know, with um, Symphony, sorry. Um, and where'd it go from there? I got, I got picked up by Digital Vision. They, so they do Filmaster. And they wanted me to start doing demos and training for them. So I said, I don't know how to use your system. So they trained me up on how to use Filmaster. So that got me really into color grading now. So I'm like, right, I'm starting to understand you know, LUTs and color management and that sort of stuff, and, or primitive color management, albeit. And they flew me to some far-flung place. I went to India with them, and you know, it, was, it was great. So that was really good time to learn a lot from them. I used to edit for a director, I used to edit his BBC documentaries, and I graded one of them in color. And, and then he goes, yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. But anyway, we're going to, we're going to a Soho post facility to get it graded. And um, so yeah, took off my grade. Off we went to Soho to a really nice facility with a, with a very well-known colorist, who I'm not going to name, but he's <laughs> a very well-known colorist. Did the grade, and the director at the time walked out and he said he preferred my grade. Nice. I got his grading work ever since. So nice. that was my break with the BBC. Well, well it wasn't me, because I'd left by then. Wasn't you? So, no, <laughs> I wouldn't mention the story. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Um, so that, yeah, that was, a, that was good. So I was, then, I'm, then I'm just doing the colour grading for him. So I, didn't, I was kind of getting, with the editing, I was more, I was more excited about the colour grading than I was the editing. Uh, I, I love editing a story, but um, I just wanted to really focus on the colour grading. And have your music playing in the background. I'd have my music playing very Not yeah. listen to dialogue so, over and over and over. Exactly. So, and I haven't really edited long form since. I've done a few short form stuff and a bit of corporate stuff, but you know, I, I, I like to keep my sort of fingers in there because obviously I think with the training, I, you know, I really enjoy how Resolve's become an editing system as well. So I keep my foot in there. But then really, yeah, the, the grading just happened. I, was, I became known as a colourist more than a... And that would have editor. taken up to when, so when Resolve came out, from Da Vinci, came a Black Magic bought yeah. out uh, when it became a Black Magic product, and it was thousand bucks or whatever. When did you jump? Well, so so funny enough, I know Simon and Stuart who are Resolve, uh, sorry, Black Magic EMEA. Yes, and so they've been really good friends of mine from the days when I was at Fast and all. You know, the, the, the whole story keeps coming back to Fast. You know, they were such a great company. And yeah, they invited me up and said, "Come and have a look. We've got this thing called Resolve. Come and have a look at it and see, see what you think." And to be honest, I. I was not that blown away by it. <laughs> I've been on digital vision for a start, which was a yeah. great bit of kit. Yeah. Uh, Apple Color was working really well. Yeah. And, but I was interested in it, obviously. And it's like, I, you know, I keep an eye on it, but I think you've got a little bit of work to go yet. And I think this was when it was version six. When it, when it, I just kept, kept on top of it. And then they said, we've got a new version out. Do you, you know, have a proper look at it. And so I did, and I had a BBC grade came in that for once had a bit of flexibility on it. Okay, these things yeah, never happens, but I had at least three days before the actual grade started. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm gonna do it over the weekend. And if it all works, great. If not, I've still got time to go back to Apple Color and do the grade. And I wouldn't say it worked a treat, <laughs> but it worked. Uh, with a little bit of help from uh, Dan Moran, who was on the end of the phone all weekend. Yeah. Helping with a few little weird things, particularly with conform because they didn't have an edit page then. Not then, no. So it conform, it either did or it didn't. Yeah. Um, and it didn't a lot. 
<laughs> so it was, it was hard work. So that was my, my sort of first play was also a, cut, a 60 minute BBC documentary on Resolve. And I, I actually said to them, like, has anyone actually done this yet? We said, we don't actually know. We think you might actually be the first one on this release to do a long form. We've sort of tested it, and, but no one's actually done a one hour programme. And it, and it works, and I've been on it ever since. I've never looked back. So you said cut, you didn't edit it on it, did you? I didn't cut on it, no. No, I thought you no. said cut, no. I was going to say coloured, right. Oh, coloured, yeah. Yes, okay, good. Brilliant. And then you haven't looked back. And then you back. probably would have worked at maybe the first IBC when Resolve was a Blackmagic product. Yeah, and I think where Blackmagic have got that right is using colourists and now obviously editors as well, and, and obviously now uh, compositors with Fusion and audio engineers. But yeah, they don't use their sales guys to do it. They use professionals to do it, and that's, and I think everyone is there, we all enjoy using Resolve. Yeah. It's a, what I like demoing about this product is you don't have to hide anything, it all works. Yeah. yeah. All right, there's a couple of bugs in there maybe, but yeah, yeah. this thing works. You know, I've earned a good living out of this for the last 12 years or so, whatever I've yeah. done. No, it keeps, uh, it keeps evolving, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's, that's all good for us. Now I'm always, uh, I'm not on 18 yet, so 18 was released last week, I think, yes. officially. Yeah. So as you can see, I've got another machine next to me, which yeah. is my 18 machine. I'm going to wait, a, I still wait a little bit longer. I'm, you know, last boy in the block to upgrade. Lots, lots, of, lots of people do, and I, there's... I don't, I just don't have the, I don't have the nerves anymore. <laughs> no, the, and you get to a stage where, yeah, I know there's going to be some really cool things in there, but it's not like you need to upgrade it to get through the jobs. No. And even actually today, I can actually say I've actually now, I'm at the end of those jobs, so I could upgrade today. I still will. Yeah. I, and, and I've got all faith that it's working okay, out let's testing do it. it. Let's do it right now. Come on. Yeah, right. Come on. Like, client's happy. It's all done. Yeah. What do you keep? Do you keep any media or you just keep projects? Give, I keep far more than I should. Do you? Yeah. Do they pay for that? Um, not really. I, I don't have a sort of formal charge. Okay, but it's part it. of the... I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of how much my hard drives are costing. Um, I've got, well, there's two there. There's about another four hanging off the back there. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm working off a RAID for the, for the main gig. Um, yeah. There's probably about 35 hard drives in a cupboard downstairs. It's not, it's not the way to keep it. But do you know what? By the time it's graded and gone out, I don't really have to keep this stuff. No. Uh, there's, not, there's not a lot I have to keep. I've got to keep my clients, my production work I have to keep, obviously. That's backed up three places. I've got backups at home. Yes. Um, but the broadcast stuff, the, the, like, the great, like the one you're looking at now, that's a finished job. I mean, that's yeah. been aired ages ago. Uh, I really like it. I might stick it in a showreel. We're going to go and have a cold drink in a minute. I think it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like but this bit. room, this is the room where your YouTube channel is shot, correct? It is. It is. So this is the So I've place. got... Uh, what have you got for that? So a little electric blind goes down at the back. That's my blackout. All right. It takes about 15 minutes to go down. Yeah. <laughs> so that, while that's coming down, I've got a huge aperture light over there with the softbox. Yes. Let me stop that because it's noisy. Uh, so that's how I get blackout in here. Obviously. Yeah. And I've got the media bias lighting on the back of the, the yeah. two monitors here. So it's all. And I've got this really nice. This is uh, me, by Media Light as well. Okay. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Really great light. Yeah. You can dim it right down to that's like two percent. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, I've got the huge aperture light in the corner with a softbox on it, so that yeah. lights me up. And Aperture really kindly sent me that for free, which was... I just got in touch with them, or they got in touch did, with me, Did they say you need to look better, Darren? They did. We can help you. I had a little ring light that cost me £50 on Amazon. 
and the difference that makes is unbelievable. Two things made a difference, that, uh, and I bought a Sennheiser, is it 416 or an 816? Yeah. It's got a 1.6 on the end of it. So, and that made a huge difference over my, I had a USB mic and that crappy little ring light, and these two made a massive difference. So I just dropped that screen down, I've got, I've got a light that uh, just lights up the back. Obviously it's not lit like a grading suite, but yes. no one wants yeah. to see me in the dark. No. And uh, that's that's ready to roll. And I've got the I've got Sony A7S III over there. A7S III, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What do you so shoot on? I sit awkwardly like this. Sort of, yeah, talking. <laughs> um, sort of view. I mean, I used to do it standing up here. That was with an A7S II that's not got autofocus or it's not got any decent autofocus. So you try, it was just an absolute nightmare. Because you've not got anyone shooting it, have you? No, it's all shoot, one man band. Shoot all myself. I have had a couple where I've got someone in. So I did an episode on the advanced panel. Um, I had to get someone in for that because yeah. I can't do everything myself. No, mate, <laughs> you want some nice little And there are the intros. Yeah. Uh, but what I do now, I used to just do the intro and the outro in here, but I actually leave it running now while I do the actual tutorial. Yeah. And it's quite nice. I think it's quite nice to just have a little picture in picture in the corner. It makes it a bit harder to edit, but yeah. I think people like to see who's talking. I think yeah. it just livens it up a bit. Um, so yeah, this week you know, we've got... got Air conditioning, comfy sofas, all client friendly, beer fridge, you're missing that, that's the most important bit. Well, yeah, I do like to see a, a beer fridge in it. So it's a, a bit of a throwback <laughs> to the old school days, isn't it? And we've got a good variety of cold drinks in there. I like to see that, Daz. Yeah, there's good. there's well one done. of my sandwiches in there as well, Summer. That's, that's very good. <laughs> Stream right. Deck's the other thing that I love. Stream Deck, yes. That's a cracking little addition. So, um, what's the biggest thing you're reaching for on your Stream Deck? My. Signature. <laughs> all the best, Darren. <laughs> when I press that button, it says all the best, Darren. Really? Uh, my email, uh, yeah. Radio 6 Music. Okay. Uh, but no, it's, seriously, I've got uh, my yeah. DaVinci Resolve settings are all in here. Yeah. So these are my own custom ones. So there's a colour. I noticed you've got a pen and tablet there. Pen you? and tablet, yeah. All the way? No. All the way, all the way, except Resolve's got issues with it. Has it? Yeah, you can't reset. I'm going, this is actually, this is not a live grade, so I can do this. I yeah. just do it on there. But if I adjust saturation, yeah. double click the word saturation, it doesn't reset. It doesn't. Mm. And it's a whack on thing. I, well, I don't know if it's whack on or resolve, but I want them to fix that very sharp because it's yeah. getting really annoying now. So I have to grab a mouse and yeah. do that. Yeah. So it's a little thing, but I'm not changing from whack on. I've used one for over 20 years. I've got, I think I've got about five of them in different sizes. Uh, if I'm working somewhere else, I'm working in London, I'll take one with me. Yeah. I've got the driver on me as well, just in case they haven't got the drivers. Yeah, that's exactly the way, yeah. isn't it? The usual can't access the internet or something. Yeah, and sometimes they don't when you're mucking it's, around. And... I can't understand how people want to use a mouse. No. I just hold this pen, I grade. I don't even know I've got it in my hand. Yeah. It's just, you know, short of actually going down the pub and having it in my hand one day. I mean, I really do just, <laughs> I pick up in the morning and it goes down at night. That's it. Um, and I've got the speed editor as well, which is, oh, which yes. I love. So this, for me, in the cut page, when I'm going through all the rushes on productions that we work on, it's just amazing. I just sit here with that. And what's nice is actually I've got a little table downstairs. It's just a cheap table from Ikea. That's a laptop table. Yes. So actually what's nice is I can stand here yep. with that on it and I literally go through the rushes and subclip. Yeah. And it just gives me back a break. Obviously we've got Herman Miller chair, so yes. I'm very conscious of just it being pleasant, not only for me, but for clients you know, yeah all that's it's great we I don't like it mate. I don't I've not I've not been cheap anyway no, no. good quality the only thing I hate with the panel <laughs> it's silver on the back 
which yes. at that position reflects on my screen. Yeah, I was looking at it's lighting up rag and bone man there yeah. by itself. So I've got an old T-shirt that sits. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spare well, no, I've got a spare T-shirt there. Yeah. That's my YouTube T-shirt. <laughs> heading out now onto the street and uh, it's still a beautiful summer's day here, right? That's the pavilion. So that is, that's probably our number one tourist attraction. And then you've got the dome here. The pavilion gardens are really nice. That's okay, that walk, so that's, like, carry on walking through there, you'd hit the beach, yeah? You're three minute walk from the beach. Yeah. Wow. So it's quite, it's really nice, you know, you're in there grading, you've got to be, you've got to be careful. You come out, it's, yeah, it's, it blows your eyes <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I always wear, always wear my sunglasses. Yeah. Even just yes. to acclimatise. But yeah. I often have my lunch just sitting in that garden, it's really nice. Yeah. And yeah, Brighton, it's, it's not a big place, so you can get around really easy. I'm right near the North Lanes as well, which is where all the good delis and yeah. bars are. So it's what's, the, what's the scene like here, the creative? You mentioned there's a couple there's, of, another agency. What other post is there here? There's a, there's a lot come down in the last, I would say, five or six years. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of big TV production companies down there. Yeah. So there's now two big facilities in town as well. They've uh, one's just expanded. Yeah. I think they've just done a, a million pound expansion yeah. or something. They're literally just at the corner here. Yeah. And everyone's doing well. Everyone's busy. You know. Right. So there's a, but a lot of big TV products. So we had Ricochet have been here for ever. You know. They're yeah. Really, they're a really big um, uh, production company. But we've got yeah tons more come down now. And, and all, it's all big stuff. You know. There's a lot of a lot of TV being made down here. A lot of good TV. What about your competition in grading? What's that? Uh, I don't, well, I don't know if there is. <laughs> none that I'm aware of. Of I mean, course, I'm, of course, there isn't any. I'm the, I'm the what, are we, what are we saying, competition? I'm the colorist. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hello mate, you're right. Um, so because I specialize in that, yeah. I think that's really where I've got that market. Obviously with the big facilities, they're, they're offering all-in-one solutions. Yes. You know, I can't compete with that, but we, yeah. we work with them. Yeah. Yeah, we're all friends. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice little community. I don't really feel like it's competition. I feel like we help each other out. You know, well, that's good. No, that's good to that's know. Great. Isn't it? And it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Right. This is the wagon and horses. All right. Okay. Hello. There we go. So this is literally just around the corner. Proper old school blues. It is. I like it. Hi. How right. are you? I get a pint of Moretti, please. I'll have a neck oil, please. Yeah. Been interviewed. Podcast. Podcast, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're on it now. You're on it. Yeah. <laughs> Am I being tracked? <laughs> this is my prison tag. <laughs> Cheers, John. Cheers. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm Welcome glad we Brian. finally got here. I know we talked about it quite a few years ago. And we've been talking about it for about 10 years. We have been talking about it for about 10 years and now I've finally <laughs> done it. So cheers, it's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely, you're welcome. It's, it's, a, it's a fab city, it's a way of life living down here, honestly. We was in London for years and then uh, before we had, well, before we even thought about having kids, we just decided we nearly bought a house in Acton yeah. in West London and uh, we told some friends about it of ours and they said, oh, we're just we're moving to Brighton. And we actually just on a whim went, what a brilliant idea, pulled out the house, Came down to Brighton in 2002 and haven't looked back since. It's just, and I've, you know, we both travel the world a lot. I've been to many fantastic cities, but 
coming back here it's just sort of something very special about the place you know the people the vibe the what's going on yeah i mean i as i said i've not been here since ibc 1990. Oh, of course ibc used to be didn't it did down the front uh, big hotels in the it was all over the place because it outgrew brighton in the end so it was in tents and it was in hotels yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does have a good vibe about it i like just walking around it feels yeah. pretty good and obviously i mean it's a shit beach but we use it to party, no. exactly, <laughs> and, exactly. and exercise, and walk the dogs, and you know it's yeah. fantastic. It's just... Yeah, the rest of the world uh, can't believe it's stony, can they? It no. Often gets references. What stony, especially Australia? But I tell you what, when my kids were little, we didn't used to have to clean our house out of sand every day. Yeah, it does have its advantages. But everyone knows about. I can't walk. Yeah, you know, I can't walk 50 meters without saying hello to someone. I've just said hello to two people just walking. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really friendly place. I used to, <laughs> I used to liken it to. Uh, uh, when I used to walk my daughter to nursery, it's like the opening scene out of Postman Pat. You know, it's like morning, morning, morning. Yeah, it's got a little village vibe, but uh, but it's a you know it's a city, and there's so much goes on here. You know, it's just there's festivals and comedy. We get all the big bands down. We've got different sized venues. Do you get any people asking you to do remote work? Like, come after you say looking at your YouTube channel and go, oh, you know, it's yeah. a bit, can I can you grade this? Yeah, yeah. It's had a, uh, I've had some really weird requests. I had a company from Switzerland phoned and they said, uh, we've seen your YouTube channel, can you do some colour grading? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm not going to create YouTube for you, I can do colour grading. Um, so I've had a, yeah, I think I've had a fair bit of work. I'm not getting people suddenly fed up going, oh, can you colour grade because you've got a YouTube channel? I think it's just got my name out a little bit. Yeah. But certainly the training side of it's gone crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's off the charts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've actually got a waiting list at the minute. Yeah, for it because I want to, I don't want to be training all the time. I want to be color grading. I, I still yeah, like what I do. You know? It's it's just fine balance, isn't it? it you is, go uh, get a balance. Out and I there. like the balance because yeah. you know, most I love color grading. It's nice to get out of the suite and meet people. Yep, uh, meet I, different people. And I enjoy training. And I enjoy it more now that it's coming off Zoom. Yeah, obviously I'm doing, doing a bit of Zoom. At, but yeah, I'm, I'm teaching people all around the world now. I mean, Zoom has. I mean, if anything came out of COVID. The, the power to be able to just teach properly on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. No one would have thought of that being a proper way to train. No, no magic. But I find it exhausting. You know, I find after four or five hours on Zoom, if I'm if I'm training, it's not the same as four or five hours no. in the classroom. That's all you can do. I find you don't get the same feedback from them. You don't know if they're watching. You know. Um, so it is it's, hard. I find, I find it very one way, whereas classroom, I feel yeah. it's interactive. I feel yeah. that they talk to you. Yeah, you um, do. You engage You're literally talking on the screen for four yeah. hours, and it's yeah. just... I find it very hard. I don't yeah. enjoy it at all. So I've got a cap yeah. on how many hours people can have. Yeah, I did four hours with somebody uh, this week, and it worked really well. Yeah. It was just right. Yeah. And I think it's just right for them as well. Yeah. Well, it's too long. You don't take it in. You can't take it in. You don't learn, so... Yeah. Well, I used to do training for Soho editors. I used to do yeah. their advanced resolve course, so it was a bit two-day, once yeah. every two months. I used to do that, I think. Yeah. And I, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that again now. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, not that I wouldn't want to do classroom training, yeah. but yeah, things have changed. Yeah, that the YouTube channels really changed how I look at training. Yeah. It's thirsty work, isn't it? All this this talking. I uh, I think I might have to go to the bar. Uh, well, it's definitely your round. It's my round, of course it is my round. It should, <laughs> should My podcast should be all, totally my round. But I wanted to just backtrack slightly and talk about your your Resolve Tips app. What was it called? <laughs> Killer Tips. Killer Tips, yes. Yeah. Which was about, am I thinking like 2016 sort of? 2016, exactly, yeah. So that was, um, 
or was it 2017, I think it was. Right. So that was my, it seems laughable now, but that was actually my anti-YouTube. I, I was adamant that why would anyone watch a YouTube video for killer tips or little tips on DaVinci Resolve when they can download an app on their phone and just do it. And it actually, it actually went very well. It actually, you know, I got a good few thousand downloads of that thing. Yeah. And it wasn't that difficult to maintain, but it was costly. And it cost me thousands and thousands to get developed. And then it needed a new skin because when I developed it, I, did, I got a developer, obviously I paid a developer to do it, I designed it, and it didn't have a cut page, it didn't have Fairlight, it didn't have Fusion. Um, we'd only just got an editing system really working in it. So the tips, it, the whole skin of Outwork needed redoing, and this was gonna cost me, I don't know, you know close to 10,000 pounds to do. And so, so it was great while it lasted, and it was it was a good it was a good bit of fun. It was an experiment that could have earned me a very lot of money. I think it was unknown territory at the time. Had I started a YouTube channel at the same time for free, I think I would have a very big subscription numbers now from being on YouTube for six, seven years. But um, it, it was great, and it just makes me laugh that I did it anti-YouTube, and now obviously. So, so okay. So I'm when it wasn't, so you had to go to version two, and you, you probably decided no, I'm there not going to invest in it. No, there wasn't enough numbers. Did you then have a little bit of a break before you went? I'm going to do the YouTube thing. I still think there's market in it. I kind of left it bubbling away and didn't really add anything to it. So it was there. If people, and basically, I had to pay for it to be on a server just so people could actually use it. It wasn't, it's not like it's coming from Google, you're actually downloading an app. Yeah. So you have to pay to be a developer each year, you have to pay, you know, it's just there's a, there's a, lot of a lot of running costs. And I paid for a server license for that, expecting, I said, please can you allow that if there's 100,000 downloads and they all look at it at the same time, that it will still work. Yeah. There's no way on earth 100,000 people are going to access that app at the same time. And I think the whole app world kind of fell off a little bit for that. It, I was sort of new to the market with it and I, I thought there was a bigger market than there was. Yes. Quite clearly, and YouTube is obviously getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I wasn't even looking at YouTube. I didn't. I, I didn't really look at YouTube. Uh, it wasn't on my radar at all. Um, yeah, I knew. I knew a few people who were on it, but I wasn't really looking at YouTube. Um, I was in my own little app world, and then uh, had the YouTube. Stuff. I, I basically ignored the app for about a year before I started YouTube. And now it's. In fact, I think. It's still on the App Store, but I don't think it works. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I've actually checked it. I don't know how to actually delete it. <laughs> it's a very complicated back end on that thing. So the YouTube channel came about really, it was lockdown, mate, and you know, I had no work. I had absolutely nothing came in. I did a Doritos commercial for a lot less money than I normally would charge, yep. and that was the only work I got in four months, five months. And I thought, let's just, let's just have a go. And so I, um, I put my show reel up. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it'd be good to have a few little videos up. So I did. So I bought a Mac Pro 2019 during lockdown, um, which was a, you know, a nice thing to invest in when there was no money coming in the door. Yeah. It's got very noisy around here. So yeah, that's all right. Um, and so I did a video comparison on the Mac Pro 2019 versus the trash can. So it was, a, yeah, it was just a techie one. And then what I did, I started looking at my killer tips. Mm. So it wasn't all in vain and going, let's just convert these into YouTube videos. So my first one was my top 10 color tips and it was real like rapid. Yep. And I've kept that style since, that no intro, 
no bullshit, just get yes. straight into the thing. Because when I find watch a YouTube video, I've, oh, exactly. I, I just want the answer. Oh yeah, it's exactly what people want, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I still won't subscribe to be honest, but I still don't know why people do subscribe. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want the answers, so that's what I was doing. So I knocked out quite a few pretty quick, and it, it, it really gained traction really quick. Um, like, very surprisingly, actually. So then I'm trying to research, like, is this normal? Is this, are these sort of numbers good? But I had, a, I think I had a thousand in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, there was no time at all. And I started researching that, like, big channels who are big now, their first year, they'd be lucky to get a thousand. Okay. And I've done that in a few weeks. And then yeah. I had, I was monetized in a couple of months. And by, so I started it in end of June, and by Christmas I had 10,000. I just, I'm just keeping this rinse repeat now. I'm just doing the same thing, no intro. I'm trying to just make sure I give quality tips. So I'm, you know, I hope that I'm, you know, people can trust my tips that, or, yeah. or my knowledge that I'm giving. It's, it all comes from being a, yeah. you know, a professional broadcast colorist. With, you know, I've worked for BBC, Amazon, all this. You know, I, I, and obviously I've been using Resolve for Christ knows how long, 13 years or whatever we've established. And I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. It's, it's time consuming, but it's very rewarding, you know. Wake up in the morning to 15 people saying, love your channel, brilliant. It's good. You know, it's a really nice way to start your day. Honestly, you just, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm not making, you know, the YouTube money you get is, it's not relevant. No. It may be if I get 300,000 subscribers, but I, I'm not, I'm not on a mission to just get millions of subscribers. I would, I, I want to get more subscribers, obviously. It yeah. does. The subscribers is not the important bit. It's the, it's the people who are watching it. But unfortunately, the world of, to monetize, to you know, the yeah. money side of it, all they look at is the subscribers. Well, yeah. they, they don't. They're looking at the, at the views. But when you're talking to um, potential sponsors and things like that, they're just looking at subscribers. So I think the success of your channel is rated by subscribers. I think that's an unfortunate thing. Yeah. I think it should be rated by views. Yeah. Because I've got one and a half million views. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and obviously yeah. people with a million subscribers have got yeah, and it, it, views, it ups your brand for the training stuff, doesn't it? So, you know, a company says, oh, can you come to Dubai for a week and do something? Or, you know, so you can pick and choose. You're going to get more of that probably. Yeah, it's going to be no harm. It's going to be no harm. So I, that's right. I mean, it's been a lot, I, a lot of time investing. I do invest a lot of time. I do a yeah. lot of time. I, I yeah. spend a lot of time researching it. Yeah. Or researching the, the, the clips and the way that I'm going to present it is what I'm researching. Yes. I know I've got a book full of what I want to record. That's all. That's all in the bag. It's how to present it in the best, in most efficient way. So I'm hitting all as many ability levels as possible. Yeah. And to give people correct, well, exactly. correct knowledge. Well, you know? I'm, you know, I'm in the same boat. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you're you're the original, the original YouTuber. If first, you like. Yeah. The first ever color course online. I think you were, were you? I think I was the first. Yeah. yeah. 2006. I mean, I knew you as that before I knew you. Yeah. So and that's come from at somewhere. the end of the recording, you go, I'm thinking, was that any good? And I'll say to the guy shooting it, what was that like? That yeah. They went, no, no, that sounded all right. And I don't know whether they, because they normally, they know that colour. So they normally would say, no, you're a bit, but, but not you just now. don't know. You think you're mad though, don't you? Yeah, talk to yourself. You go somewhere and talk to yourself for a week. But you get used to it. My, I you mean, my do, first, you do. My first yeah. one. I mean, obviously, I think being able to do demos helps. Oh, that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of technique. Yeah. I've, I've been doing demos for years. I've, I've yes. trained for years. Yes. So that helps. But yeah. I think, but as soon as you switch your camera on to do YouTube, yeah. and you know that that's going out to potentially millions of people, yeah. it's a different beast. And my yes. first ones, I was honestly, yeah. 
I look ridiculous now looking back at it. I was like a little, I, I, I just, I can see how nervous I was in my eyes. I'm like, what are you nervous about? You know, it's like, and I, I'm a lot, I'm a lot smarter with it now. I can, yeah, I, you get much, you, you, you know, it's just, I've just got to do it, you know. I spend a bit too long faffing about before I actually switch the camera on. It's like, just start filming for God's sake, you know. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. I'm not stopping. I, I, I love it. It's very rewarding. And, and especially rewarding as it's, you know, I'm, I'm nearly 45,000 subscribers now in two years. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, it's great. It's, it's, I'm, re I'm really pleased. No, it's good. It's great, mate. It's a good channel. And I didn't have a, a general. My, my only agenda was when I started in June, I said, have a look what you, how you're doing by Christmas and then make a call. You either yeah. stop or you carry on. Yeah, lots of people stop. Well, you know. Yeah, and if I was getting nothing, I'd, I'd stop because it's, it's too much time, you know? It is time. And podcasts as well, they come and go and they stop. But, man, yeah, I'm, so, I'm so glad to actually finally get back out. The Zoom ones work well, but I didn't want to do that, but I'm glad I did, really, because that was two years I didn't go anywhere and do anything. Yeah. And there wouldn't have been any content, so there's a a season and a half of just Zoom chatting to people. Hopefully I'll catch up with them sometimes for real. Well, what's nice is you, you're getting out and you, you're seeing other shops, you, you're meeting other colourists. Yeah. I mean, you know, as, as you know, as a colourist, you know, colourists can chat colour all night, can't they? I mean, yes, right. Yeah. No, no, one can, no colourist and, can get But I like to get, you know, come to the local, see the vibe of the town, see what's going on and where they, where they hang out, you know, where you get your inspiration from. All of that thing is important, I think. That's oh, well, as soon as you stop recording, I'll take you to some proper places. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. We obviously won't go there, yeah. I'll show you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, I'll go, and get, uh, I'll go and get another beer. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, thanks for joining, Darren, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And uh, good, good luck you. with all these ventures. Thanks. All right, mate. Been really good talking to you. Cool. <laughs> good luck with it. Good luck with your podcast as well. I really enjoyed listening to it. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. All right. So that was a great chat with Darren. I've really enjoyed being in Brighton, getting back out and about on the road for the Colour Tour. Remember, you can check out everything that iColorist is doing in regards to any colorist training, whether it be one-on-one, -on -one, with you and your colleagues in a private session or joining a group class. Please contact us with any questions. You can mix and match anything you want to do. You can listen to all the episodes, the previous episodes of Color Tour anytime. I want to thank all the sponsors of iColorist who in some way contribute to this podcast. Uh, that really helps us be able to fund the, the beautiful beers that we're about to drink now. Thank you. Bye.